Gospels, get into the Word of the Lord. Praise God. We're going to turn to 3 John, first chapter, one and only. Amen. 3 John, right there, right, right before Jude and Revelation. Hallelujah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for everything you do. Just uh, taking care of things. I could just go down a big, long list. I don't have the time of all the things you do to be a help and a blessing, keeping things clean, keeping things in order, uh, just uh, praying, helping, blessing. Yeah, uh, God bless you for all you do, your generosity, your kindness, all those things. They matter. They really, really matter. Amen. And uh, we do appreciate everybody just trying to do everything they can for the kingdom of God. Amen. If you have third John, say amen. amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you again for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for, Lord, all that you've done, God, for us and what you're doing in us, God, how you're helping us grow, how you're helping us, Lord, be doers of your word, God. Thank you. Lord, help us, I pray. Talk to each heart. God, let your anointing, God. It's got to be more than just my words, God. It's got to be, Lord, words that are spirit, words that are life, God, flowing into the hearts of your people. God, I pray that you just help us tonight, God, to mold us and shape us and make us more of what we ought to be. We love you. We thank you, God. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we just set our Bibles down? Maybe give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Lift up our voices to the Lord. Come on. Let's just worship God. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for being so good. Thank you for these good testimonies. Oh, you're so good, Lord. Hallelujah. God, we love you. Hallelujah. Praise his worthy name. Amen. Amen. Third John 1 says, the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. God bless you. You can be seated. We're going to just start here and take our time getting to where we're going here. But we want to uh, just... Take a look at some of this context. There's just a lot of good things here as we make our way to the thought that God has given us tonight. John is writing this short letter to this elder named Gaius. And you can see that they've got a very good relationship. We'll find out here later on that it would seem that Gaius had become a Christian through John's ministry and through his work. And and because he, he talks about rejoicing greatly and having no greater joy than to hear his children walk in truth. This was not a, a, a physical family so much relationship, but I'm sure that this was a uh, a... Just a a relationship they had knowing that, hey, because of the word of God being preached and the effect of John's ministry, that God birthed Gaius into the kingdom of God. And he tells him, he calls him well-beloved. He says how he loves him in the truth. And, and, And I think it just, it's important for us to see through these great testimonies that we heard tonight and we see here that the Bible tells us that uh, John's heart, I believe, is God's heart. He said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul doth prosper. Amen. God's wanting us to be blessed. Yeah. 
God's wanting every part of our life to be blessed. Now, that doesn't happen just overnight, but I'll tell you, when you start living for God and you start letting him lead you and guide you, he'll bless you. Amen. He's going to do more than just meet needs. He's going to put his blessings in you so that you can be a blessing for someone else. We're not covetous. We're not materialistic. We're not trying to. This world's not our home. Our treasures are laid up over there. Amen. And thank God that, but God will bless his people in a way that we can bless others. He'll bless us in a way that, that we can help and we can strengthen and we can minister. Amen. So I thank God for his blessings. I thank God for how many different ways he has just met needs that and gone way far above that. You know, if I heard somebody here years ago, just uh, I, I think they were trying to uh, teach more or less uh, money management and being a good steward of what God has given you. I believe in that. Amen. God puts it in your control and uh, he expects you to to do well with it. Amen. And and he was talking about first, you know, if you're going to going to maybe list all the expenses that you have throughout the month and throughout the year and uh, make a category for all your needs first, you know, and there's a lot of other things that maybe, you know, and, and you'll, it, it's almost funny to go down the list and see uh, what people consider needs nowadays. Right. Amen. I, I know somebody uh, came into my office here years ago and, uh, uh, they uh, they hadn't didn't come to church. They just kind of sat out in the parking lot for a while, then came in afterwards and said, "Well, we need some help." And uh, we said, "Well, we love to help people. What can I help you with?" They said, "Well, we need money for our bills." And uh, so I asked the question first of all. I said, "Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I have to ask. You know, I'm uh, I'm smelling uh, the the cigarette smoke. You know, are you?" You, you don't have money for food, you say, and we'll gladly buy you food. We don't want you to be hungry. But, you know, maybe there's a need here that you need to maybe prioritize what money you do have. Oh, I don't smoke. I said, come on now. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you just got done smoking the way, you, you know, I can smell it. on. No, no, absolutely not. So, well, let's go on from there, okay? Uh, we're off on a bad start. I said, what about, what about some of your bills? Because they, they were asking for a substantial amount of money. I said, what, what kind of bills do you have every month? They said, well, we have our, our cable bill. You know, I need. I said, so, so, uh, so cable comes before groceries, apparently. And the man got got uptight with me. I wasn't being unkind. I wasn't trying to uh, be uh, anything but a, but a blessing. But hey, he he just got a little irate. He said, I am not giving up my cable. I said, maybe you're not hungry enough to come begging. Right. Right. At that point, when he got a, a little uptight, I got a little more blunt with him. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, it's funny how we are so spoiled. But I tell you, when you start putting God in your life, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be blessed. You're going, God's going to start putting some things in order. It's not only, uh, just, just your heart, but your mind. And he'll, he'll start taking away depression and anxiety and start healing you. Amen. He'll start bringing order to your life and stability. I think somebody talked about security in your heart. Take away fears and, and start putting so many more things. Amen. And then, uh, and just keep on blessing your family, your home, you build a people around you, friendships that are healthy. Amen. He'll bless you. Amen. Well, God is good. So he goes on and starts talking to this man, Gaius, and he says, I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of 
the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. This is going to come uh, into play later on that John said, I've been hearing people talk about you. If I pulled you aside today and I said, somebody told me something about you today. Whoo. It got so quiet. Somebody you work with. Hey, I ran into your boss. I ran into your neighbor. I ran into your landlord. Hello? And they were talking about you. Praise God. Would you start to squirm? Amen. Or, or, or would you say, hey, go ahead. I, I'd like to hear what they had to say. Maybe you'd, you'd stand up a little taller and say, oh, this, I'm glad somebody got to tell you what I already know. Praise God. I got, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not afraid. of. I've got a good report, a good testimony. Amen. If you're going to be a witness for God, you've got to have a life that backs that up. We've all come into this having a lot of bad mistakes, a lot of bad life choices behind us. Amen. Amen. And uh, and I, I guess we're all still learning how to do better and walk in wisdom. Amen. But uh, John said, I heard about you and it, it brought joy. It brought joy to me. I, I greatly I, I rejoiced greatly. I, I want to rejoice greatly when somebody says, you know what? You know what they're like at home. You know like what they're like on the job. You know what they're like. Rejo- that you could re- the preacher would rejoice greatly. Amen. For there's no greater joy, he said, than to hear somebody that he's tried to help. Somebody he tried to help lead them to Jesus to know that they're living in the truth. What a blessing that is to know. Amen. So thankful. Praise God for people that are walking in truth. I said it before, amen. You know, one of the saddest things, I think somebody sent me an article here a little while ago about uh, uh, preachers lying at funerals. <laughs> Our dear brother, who we saw maybe once or twice a year sometimes, amen, is in a better place. I've, I've told you this before. I'm not going to lie for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You want me to say something good? Start living it something good now a while. The Bible talks about a the preacher having to uh, give a report. Amen. That we ought to submit ourselves. Praise God. And because they want to be able to do that with joy and not not have any problems saying something good about you. Amen. So he's excited about this Gaius and and what he is uh, what he has heard about him. So Wednesday night, you might say, hey, brother, didn't you remember we're kind of in a topic here about pressing towards the mark? We've been talking about being not just kind of going with the flow, but but pressing towards the mark and and saying, God, I want I'm a child of God now and and I want to grow. I want to be everything you've called me to be. Amen. I want to be strong and being strong doesn't just happen. You can't hope for it. I think about Cain and Abel, how Abel sacrificed. He worshipped God and, and gave the, the, the blood, the, the sheep or the, the animal from his own flock. And, and Cain, he gave a, some of his harvest of grain or whatever that was. And, and, and God had respect unto Abel. It wasn't just that, 
like a lot of people seem to think that God just kind of chose and said, Abel, I like you and Cain. I just decided I'm not going to like you. No, God told Cain, if you do well, amen, you'll be accepted too. His favor is not happenstance. His favor is not just uh, some random choice of a whim, but, but God's going to bless somebody who says, I want you to be my God. I'm, I'm in, I'm real and I'm in this. Amen. Amen. And God wants to, wants to bless you, but, but we have to press towards this mark. We have to look at our lives and examine ourselves, take responsibility for your walk with God. There's going to be a lot of things in your life you can't control. And a lot of people around you, you know, you can do everything that God's called you to do. And they still got to make up their mind and, and make their choices. But you can live every day 100% for Jesus. If you make up your mind, I'm not saying it's always easy. I'm not saying everything is convenient. But you can live for God if you, if you want to. So we talked about prayer and getting into the word of God. And then last week we started talking about coming to church and the, the value that is here. When God is moving, we're not talking about some form of godliness. We're not talking about some kind of tradition of men, but we're talking about an anointed move of God where the Holy Ghost is working and we're allowing God to lead every service. God can meet those needs right where you are. God can help you learn and grow and, and strengthen you and build you up in, in a great way if you will just put your heart into it. Every part of every service, praise God. Listen and pay attention. Put your heart into it. Prayer, worship, even testimonies. That if you if you listen to that and and put your but just really put your heart into hearing what God is saying, you're going to be encouraged and you're going to be challenged sometimes. Amen. When you listen to the Word of God, that's why it's important. I believe in, in the Word of God. We we talk about not just sitting back and kind of uh, dozing off a little bit. There's a reason why we say amen. There's a reason why we are following along and trying. We're, we're engaging ourselves in this and, and actively participating in what God is doing. And you'll find yourself learning and growing and absorbing more in the word of God than, than, uh, than you ever would think. Praise God. As we come into the house of God, not only do we, we need to sincerely just just be present, be, be here, listen, pay attention to what God's and, and look for God in every part of the service. Get your, get your focus really off of people and what they're thinking and saying and doing and, and, and try to try to see what God's trying to say to you. Try to pay attention to what God's trying to do for you and you'll see, you'll see God's leading. Amen. Uh, sometimes uh, when people start off and brother, a man came to church here just uh, a little while ago, just the other day, uh, this weekend, and he came up to me and he said, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, it's very different than what I'm used to. I said, I get that a lot. Right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Right. Amen. But he said, you know what? But it's inviting. Right. It's inviting. And I said, that's good. I said, listen now. I said, listen, sometime you have time. I want to maybe I can I can help you understand a little bit more about why it's different. See, there's there's a reason behind why we're doing what we're doing. 
It's always been my heart. I shared this with somebody here just yesterday, I think, that, that my desire is that, that when I explain to somebody, hey, why do you do it that way? When, when they get to know that, they say, hey, that's, I like that. That's, that's good. I'm, I'm excited about that. Amen. It might not be something that makes you super comfortable. And, and forgive me if this is offensive. I don't think it would be to anyone here. But the fact of the matter is, that's not our top priority. Now, I do think that is a top priority in a lot of churches. We want to make people comfortable. We want the style of music to be comfortable to people. We want the style of, uh, of worship to be comfortable to people. And sadly, it's, uh, oh, hallelujah. I could, I could just go off on a tangent here and take the rest of the service. Because there's a lot of, uh, well, there's a lot of marketing involved. Flat out. The same kind of things that, that uh, are used to kind of... Uh, get people's attention in advertising and try to influence people even in uh, not just in Hollywood and in music and, and try to kind of get down deep into people and, and, and grab them, you know, and get them, get them to, to buy something. There's a lot of it's the, the, the level of psychological manipulation is it's insane. Listen to somebody the other day. Here I go. I'm not going to get down this rabbit hole. Somebody start praying and fasting. But I was listening to somebody talk on a podcast uh, on a, the trip we took here last week, and and there was uh, they were talking about processed foods, and they were talking about the the level of study that goes into some just some of these potato chips that you say I can't just stop eating them. And there's so much science behind what they call hyper palatable foods. They know what triggers you to get even the feel in your mouth and the, the sweetness and the saltiness all in a way that you just got to have it and you can't stop. And it's almost a losing battle. <laughs> Praise God. But that same level of marketing that goes into some of this junk food that, you know, that's killing folks, but they can't keep them on the shelves. It's true. You know, and, and a lot of things that you look around and say, why do people even listen to that garbage? And those folks are millionaires. Why do people watch this? They're billionaires. Amen. But there's a deep level of, of, of psychological manipulation that goes into a lot of this. And mega churches have tapped into some of that. That's why it's not so uncommon now to see the light shows and the smoke, smoke machines and the, and the, the club kind of atmosphere and, and a lot of that stuff, and that's different marketing for different areas. And whatever happened to just having a move of the Holy Ghost, having the presence of God come down, and it's not cool and it's not acceptable maybe to flesh, but you just break down and, and, and repent of your sins. You just break down and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Amen. It's not building me up to, to maybe even get excited about something, but realizing I need a Savior. Praise God. So when you come into the house of God, see, I was only five minutes. I did all right. Amen. Uh, When you come into the house of God, it's not always to make you comfortable. It's not always just to to please your preferences. But God, help me to listen to you. And when you come into the house of God and you say, I don't really get some things. Well, now's the time to learn. Ask some questions. Amen. Look around and get some examples of 
of, of folks that are, are, are doing well. And, and how did you do well? Praise God. Was prayer involved in that? Maybe it was. Was a, was a move of God and worship that is, is with, with all your heart part of your growth and, and the word of God being preached to you? And, and how, how important was that? How many times do you listen to that? And, and how do you pay attention? There's a good thing to ask some questions or get, the Bible talks about marking them that you have for an example of us. And there's going to be some things. There's going to be some times when you come across something and, and, and there may be a little bit of a problem there that you have. And, and people give up. Sometimes they're like, well, this is a problem. There's something that, that I don't understand or I'm not really sure. Hey, problems are worth working out and working through because you're going to have problems in life. Don't let problems get you going another direction or giving up because there's problems out of church. Amen. The only problem is you don't have Jesus with you. Amen. When you're running away from where he has you to be growing. So work out some problems. Ask some questions and, and, and look at examples. Praise God. Funny thing is that uh, church, I believe, in America, much of it has gotten so far away from what, what God ever intended it to be. It's gotten so far from from the book of Acts, so far from uh, what what uh, a move of God and just just wanting God to have his way. And oh, we're praying for revival. Amen. So we're talking about just all those things. And I really thought when I started this part of the series that we were going to take some time and we are kind of doing that little bit by bit, maybe we'll get more into it in a week or so. I thought I would just kind of take every part, worship and prayer and, and the importance of, of just how we, how we participate in those things. But as I turn to the uh, third John here, I, I saw something that uh, really, really stuck in my heart here. Let's move on in verse 5. He said, Beloved, Thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers. So he's talking to Gaius. And he said, I, I, I hear good things about you. And that just gets me excited. Amen. Somebody said, uh, uh, I, I want to tell you, John, about Gaius. I've been around him lately. Oh, is it going to be bad news? No, he's, he's doing so well. Oh, that's great. Whew. Thank God for good news. But he starts just uh, commending him, encouraging him, says, what, you know, you're faithful, whatever you do for the brethren and strangers. So not only was Gaius faithful, but he was faithful in how he was a blessing to his brothers and sisters and to those outside of the church. He was consistent. He was a man that was and this is kind of what we're talking about pressing towards the mark. Somebody that has a testimony, amen, that uh, folks around you are going to say, hey, there's somebody who's real. There's somebody that, that is faithful to the, the church and the people in the church, to Christians, as well as to those outside of the church. He, he is, uh, cons- there's consistency in him, amen which have borne witness of thy charity before the church because he was faithful to brothers and sisters and also to those outside of the church, strangers. He says, that's your witness. You want somebody to pay attention to what you have to say? Well, be consistent. 
in your love and your kindness to people in the church and people outside of the church. People are going to listen to you when they see that you really care. Whom if thou bring forward on their journey after godly sort, thou shalt do well. Because that for thy name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. Listen to this. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. I want to take just a little bit of time here tonight and talk about that idea of being a fellow helper to the truth. A lot of what I think Sunday morning, this last Sunday and the, the previous uh, Sunday morning, we, we talked about how the enemy fights our potential. The, the enemy tries to hinder us from being everything that God has called us to be. And a lot of times people in church, they, they, they're, they're question, God, what, what do you really have for me? And, and maybe the specifics of that may take some time to unfold in your life. Don't, don't let that get you down, but seek to be a fellow helper to the truth. Look at your life and not only say, how can I get the most out of prayer and, and, and the word of God and, and church, but how can I help God's truth get out there and be a fellow helper with my brothers and sisters, be a fellow helper with the preacher. Amen. I think so often we get ourselves in our minds and we've talked a lot about unity. We get ourselves in our minds kind of isolated but we really need to break out of that and recognize, hey, we, we are part of this team. Amen. We are part of something that's bigger than just my own vision. But God's got a, a plan for this community and, and for the, those in our neighborhoods and our families. And, and who knows how far that reach will go. But listen now, we need to recognize it's not just my burden and my vision and what I want, but to be fellow helpers. Working together to see God's truth spread abroad, to have that light, that salt, amen, to be fellow helpers. I think sometimes we, we get caught up in, in all of our own needs and all of our own battles that we're facing. You know, you can struggle in some things. Sister was talking about going through the battle of cancer, and but... Uh, I don't know, maybe how, well, I, I, now that I think about it a little bit, I do. I know exactly how uh, her attitude was in that. Because so often, I'd call Sister Emily and ask her, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Get the details on when we should be praying and, and what we should be praying for. And uh, she would always change the subject so quickly. You know, how's, how, how's, how's Chris? How's his family doing? And, how, how's Chris W. and, and, and the kids going, praying for them. Let them, and, and just excited. Hey, just, somebody came to church this week, so excited about that. And, and uh, you know, I, I guess if nobody, I know in this church family, would, would have uh, criticized her for, for maybe just taking some time and, and worrying about yourself. But that's no fun, I guess, right? She's getting excited and praying and asking about about all this and praying for other opportunities to try to visit with somebody when she can and get together and and, and even some that that seem like such a long shot. And, and listen, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, praise God, 
remember, you can still have this identity. You can have this understanding of, of the fact that we're all fighting towards a goal together. That doesn't take away, I'm not telling you to ignore your troubles, ignore your needs, your battles, but we can do it together. We can, we can have this fight and, and deal with, with the battle that we're in, but keep on recognizing, God, I want, is there a way I can be a blessing? Is there a way I can be a help? And I feel like that's one of the ways you can prosper in your affliction. Amen. Where, where you're not so ultra focused on the pain and the problems you're facing, but God help me to see a bigger picture of what is best for your kingdom, your church. Amen. Amen. So to be fellow helpers, I really do believe there's a lot of people that you maybe have seen if you've been in living for God for a very long time that just seem like they got so much understanding of, uh, uh, of the, uh, you know, the doctrines and, and, uh, they have a, a zeal for for a lot of what it means to be a Christian, but they just never get a hold of this idea that, hey, it's not just you. It's not just you. Amen. You're a part of a body. Amen. They never get out of that. And, and I've seen it, sadly, I, I seems like lately, just be, and, and I'm thankful that, it kind of hits me like this because it's out of blessing when I'm so excited about about the unity and how excited I am of the relationship that we've developed to be able to work together and be fellow helpers under the truth. Sadly, so often my mind goes back to why were some of them were so close to, to, to really seeming like they had so much that they loved about the word of God, but never recognized that we need to be a part of the family. To a point where if there's ever anything to talk about, there's even even a relationship with with their pastor was combative at best, just constantly just 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 irritated and fearful about uh, because, well, they were just so focused on them and their work and they never got to the place where it was our father. And uh, I think that's there's a, a problem that happens in this end times. What I think happens is, you know, we know there's, the Bible talks about there's a great falling away in the end times. And we recognize if you live for God for any length of time, you're going to see part of that happen. You're going to see it, and it's hard. And so sometimes in this last day, we just say, well, you know what? I'm just going to kind of settle in and figure nobody's really serving God. Everybody's going to fall away somewhere except for me. We get this idea that we're the only one that's real and we start seeing all these things in everybody else that, that is suspicious and, and, uh, kind of get this attitude where I'm not going to get hurt again and I'm not going to, I'm just going to get ready for that and, and we isolate ourselves kind of in a little way here and there and we got to be fellow helpers. We got to bind our hearts and our vision together. If you read, I think 1 Corinthians 14, if you really get the heart of what's being happening there and, and really start in 12, 13, and 14, the gifts of the Spirit and the gifts that are in the church and the ministries that are in the church, how they work together with one another and how important it is that uh, one doesn't kind of stomp all over another one and push itself in front of another one, but that we all are orchestrated by the Holy Ghost together. And until you get that idea, your gift is really not going to be that valuable or that effective if you don't realize how it works together with uh, one another. So this idea of being a fellow helper to the truth is what we want to talk about here. 
for the remainder of the time. We're going on to verse 9. We're going to meet somebody here that is the, uh, the bad example of what it means to press toward the mark of being a fellow helper. I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, this man Diotrephes, Paul is not afraid to just call his name out and say, hey, here's somebody who we need to be careful with. He says, Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them received us not. So he just leads off with the key problem here of why Diotrephes was uh, a problem to the ministry. We're not talking about personal problems. We're talking about the, the gospel being hindered and the, the, the word of God and the, the, the move of God being battled by somebody I'm quite sure that felt like they had a lot to offer. Maybe they felt like they were very gifted. Maybe they had a lot of things going for them that maybe they felt that a lot of other people didn't. We don't know any of that. But John just said he likes the spotlight. He doesn't want to be anybody's helper. He wants to be the one that is lifted up above everyone. Sadly, most people that have that kind of attitude, you know, they're they're they don't. They don't see it themselves. They don't recognize that, hey, they're not worried more about being a helper and a blessing. And But they start getting this idea. I, I, I kind of coined a term that I, I've used in my own life and in, in my family talking to them about people who just kind of have this, I, I kind of call it a Jeremiah complex because in the old testament it just seemed like when some of these old testament prophets jeremiah for some reason is the one that pops into my mind you know it just seems like he's standing up and saying hey everything's just seems like it's going the wrong way now god had a remnant god had people but when you listen to him it's almost like god god you're talking to me and nobody else is hearing this but me and listen to me that's not the way it is in this day and age now, God's got prophets and men of God, but there are people that are that love Jesus. But we're all, you know, we need help. You know, we battle, we struggle, we stumble. And, and it's so easy to get this idea that I love God more than anybody. I love truth more than anybody. Sometimes you see patience and long suffering in the church. Oh, they're allowing sin now. And listen to me. When you start feeling like you've somehow just ended up loving truth more than anybody else and you have a burden more than anybody else and you know you only see the word of god like nobody else sees it and everybody's just backslid but you and there's no preacher that's that's right they're all a bunch of hypocrites and 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 you kind of have this diatrophies complex i think where you just oh no no i'm not better than anybody else i'm i'm so humble but uh, when you, it's got to be all about you, you know, and preachers are, are bad with it, you know, just trying to be exalt themselves. And, and, and you, we need to have this unified vision of recognizing the Bible talks about submitting ourselves one to another, not thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought, esteeming others greater than ourselves. These are constant, constant admonitions in the New Testament. We, we are, if you're strong, 
Help somebody who's weak. Be a help. Be a blessing. Don't use whatever gift and ability or knowledge or revelation that you have to tear down and destroy. Be a fellow helper. Diotrephes, he wasn't happy being a part of something. He had to have the preeminence. So wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words and not content therewith. Neither doth he himself receive the brethren, forbiddeth them that would and casteth them out of the church. This is a hospital for souls. Amen. And um, the Bible talks about in the book of Proverbs, six things the Lord hates, seven are an abomination to him. And in that list is someone that would sow discord among the brethren. Listen, there's always, I, I know, I know, I'm talking to good folks here tonight. I'm not talking to one or two or half of you. I'm talking to every one of you that you've been around, you've seen this, you know, praise God. There's going to be a lot of reasons to be frustrated. There's going to be a lot of problems. There's going to be people, listen, we're here to try to give people the best chance they can to be saved. We're not here to push people out. We're not here to put people down. We're not here to try to feel better about ourselves because we see, hey, praise God. People come into the house of God. God bless you. It's a good thing that you have. You can have discernment and you can see things and you know and and your experience on how how things go and how how some things just don't look real good. But. But there's a point that you can get past that and say, how do I help? I've seen so much trouble with people that are perceptive but won't help. They see the danger. Amen. And that's part of it. But if you just see the danger and you use that to tear down, to gossip, to get angry, to be frustrated and not say, hey, how do we get them from where they are to where they should be? Amen. How do we give them the best chance possible? Amen. Because when we get an attitude that just sees failure everywhere, 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 praise God. Well, that that's kind of what Doc. Diotrephes had uh, that preeminence complex, that idea of being because, you know, we're the ones that are saved and they're they're just never going to make it. If you would have saw me. Praise God. When I first started out, you wouldn't have given me much of a chance. Amen. I've been around it. I've been raised around a lot of truth. Praise God. And um, praise the Lord. It took it took a miracle to get me saved. And I'm so thankful that he had patience with me. He says in verse 11. Well, let me back up here. He's, he's not receiving the brethren. He forbids them that would and casts them out of the church. So here's the opposite of trying to be a soul winner. He's just, just, just being, getting in the way and, and pushing people out and pushing people to the door. Amen. Just, but he said, beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God. He that doeth evil hath not seen God. You know exactly what he's talking about. That's a great verse by itself, but it's not by itself. It's talking about diatrophies and what he is doing to the church. And he says, don't follow it. Don't follow. That's evil. Don't follow that. Do what that which is good. Now, I, I think everybody knows this, but let me just say this just in case there's a little bit of feeling that I've got that somebody might say, who is somebody in trouble? No. <laughs> There's somebody who's squirming and he's trying to say we ought no 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 I'm not I love 
I'd rather preach this where there is, is good fellowship and unity any day. But uh, nobody's watching you and saying, I'm not following your... No. But, uh, but I don't want to be like Diotrephes. I don't want to feel like I'm the only one. And You've got gifts that I don't have. Amen. You've got gifts that others don't have. God bless you for it. That, 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 don't exalt yourself over that. We need you to, to be a part of, of what God is doing. Amen. But then he goes on. Sadly, I guess in some way, God just kind of sums it up for another man named Demetrius. And Demetrius, he says, hath good report of all men and the truth of the truth itself. Yea, we also bear record, and ye know that our record is true. So he gets done talking about diatrophies, and he warns them, don't follow his example, be careful. I want to point him out because he is hindering my ministry. He's, he's using malicious words and tearing me down. And, and I, I don't ever want to be on the wrong side of God's kingdom. Thank God for people that are fellow helpers. Thank God for people that see that, hey, this is how my family is going to get saved. This is how we're going to get to heaven. We, we need to build this up and we need to be a part of what God is doing. And, and so often it's, it's not a personal, it's not about me or my feelings. I, you know, God can take care of me and he can do it very well. But I, I really fear for some people over the years that have just, they don't realize, hey, in this last day when the devil's fighting so hard, I don't want to be so in discord among the brethren. I don't want to be hindering the ministering of God's word and God's power and, and the very way that God is, is sowing seed and bringing his kingdom of, in, into existence. Amen. But Demetrius had a good report of all men. This is our desire. This is our goal. You got to think about this. It's not just going to happen by itself. Like we said, to have a good report, that means I got to be living what God has told me. I'm not saying you don't stumble, you don't make mistakes, but you make that right. You do your best to just, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to make things right. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, if I fall, I'm going to fall forward and I'm going to get up and I'm going to, going to keep on going. Amen. Praise God. Turn me to the book of Acts, the sixth chapter. I know we're very familiar with this, but I want to, I want to kind of close out with, with this part, because I'll tell you why God, for the most part, I can tell you, and I know God always has a greater plan than what I can ever imagine, but I'll tell you why God has us here in this kind of study, because if, if we're going to be effective for God, it's got to be the body working together. It's not just the pastor's connection to people. I thank God for my connection, and if I could be more connected and more just involved I would be but after a while you know there's only so much the ministry can do thank God for for fellow helpers that some of you with a good report some of you with honesty and and, and faithfulness can connect with people can be a good example to people can talk to answer their questions amen uh, there might be times where you've got to reach out and say, hey, there's some things here that I think is more more something that that you should be dealing with with them and helping them see. But but you're you're helping them and helping them grow and helping them. Uh, praise God. Maybe maybe helping them be saved. 
that you can talk to them about what it means to, to, to love Jesus, what it means to turn to him in repentance, what it, what it means to be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. These are things that we ought to be teachers. We ought to be able to help somebody praying that, that we can have that open door. Amen. But all on the same page. All and say it's not something that's kind of your little kingdom in the midst of God's kingdom. Not, that's not for me to do. That's not for anyone else to do. That we're all excited about it together. We're all working together. We're all praying together. While you're with somebody, help me out. We're praying for you and you're praying for me and the work that I'm trying to do outside these four walls. And we're all in this helping the truth. Look what it says in Acts 6. This is really kind of... Uh, says it so much more clearly than I could. In those days, the number of disciples was multiplied, and there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. So here it is. They're growing, and there needs to be some help. There's no other way. We're going to see that, but there's a problem. Now, don't get so worked up. We're We're going to be all right with problems. Don't don't allow yourself to fall apart. This is the book of Acts. And and there were people murmuring, feeling like something's not fair and somebody's not being treated uh, the, the right way. And whether it was happening or not, it, it looks like it might ha- have been the case. But certainly there was no malicious intent. There was, just, there, there was a need here. And the ministry in all that they were trying to do was was there was something that was kind of slipping through their fingers. That's going to happen. Don't 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 be too quick to to get your feelings hurt. There are times where where things just uh, get missed. I I, I don't want to be sarcastic. (laughs) I I, want to say I was going to say, you know, that never happens to you. But, uh, you know, it happens to all of us. Praise the Lord. And, and I don't I, I don't subscribe. I'm not going to let you say, well, it's because you're getting old and you miss something because I just feel like we're all so busy and there's so much going on and and problems and troubles and things. And, and, and you know what? There's only so much that can be kind of running on the hard drive, so to speak, before it crashes and you're going to miss some things. And that has absolutely nothing to do with your age. It just has to do with just just the fact that we've got a lot of things that the battles we're fighting and 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 people miss things, even when you're praying, even when you mean well. So that's what was happening here. This is a book of Acts church, only days out, it seems, from from the Holy Ghost outpouring. And now there's people complaining that, hey, you're not you're not you don't care about us. You, you're more. They're your favorite. And we're just getting thrown under. No, no. Wait a minute. What did we say earlier? Work through problems. There's nothing that we can't solve if we just get together and figure it out. I've literally had this conversation with people as they said, you know what? I've got a problem. I'm glad you came and talked to me. Well, I'm telling you, I'm leaving. What? And I've told people this on several occasions. You know, you could help me so much if you just say, hey, there's a problem. You could bring that to my attention and we can start working on that and do better. Oh, I don't want you to do it just because of me. Well, what's why not? <laughs> that's that. That's not fair. The church has to have everything in place now. And too late. <laughs> if uh, no, we'll work together and work through it. And as we grow and as we learn, even we're going to work together in a better way. So there was this murmuring that the Grecians, the, the Gentiles were being uh, neglected. 
And uh, so the twelve got together, called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, it's not reason. Now, listen, this is what they said. It's not reason for us that we should not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Here's the here is the problem. We are already stretched too thin. We need help. It's not surprising to me when somebody comes and says, hey, there's something that needs done that's not getting done. That's all right. We can survive. Don't get so mad that you leave, please. But we need to go in the next step and say, can we get some help? Maybe, maybe you could help. Right? Sometimes the one that says, hey, there's a problem here. You might be the one, since you see it, you can help. Wait, I just wanted to complain about it. Nobody's ever said that. I don't want to do something about it. I just like pointing it out. That's my gift. I'm very good at saying, hey, that's awful. (laughs) I don't know if I like your gift. But the thing is, now we we need to get some help. See, we're going to work through it. We're going to do something about it. And now somebody who maybe didn't have anything better to do then to see problems is going to be involved and invested in the work of God. But here's another kind of hurdle we have to get over. We've got problems. Okay. So we need help in those problems. And I'm going to say this. I've been joking around a lot, but I am telling you, there's some people here. I could just emotionally just start calling out situations. I embarrass them and say, hey, there's a problem. And here's what we're going to do to help. And here's how I'm going to help. And here's how I'm going to give. Or here's what we're... God bless you. God bless you. There, I could go on and on and on for another hour about people right here in this building who have said, yep, there's a problem. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I want to help with that. God bless you for that. So not only is there a need for help, but the 12 called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, it's not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. This is a need. This is real. But, you know, if, if it takes away from what God's gifted me to do, then then it's not going to be nothing's going to be done well. Uh, so we need some look it says, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report. OK, this is the hurdle I was talking about. We have a hurdle that we just need somebody who's available to help. But now we need somebody who's going to be a fellow helper. Now, now the focus is on the fellow and not the helper, meaning we got to be on the same page and somebody who's qualified to be helpful. Amen. Seven men of honest report. Now, all they're doing is DoorDash for Grecians, you know, just just making sure the widows get their their their, their meals on wheels, I suppose, maybe chariots. I don't know. But he says, we want them just because they had a driver's license wasn't enough. They needed to be honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom because you're representing the kingdom of God. And let me tell you something that is important. If you're going to do it, do it well, because you're doing it under the Lord. The, the house of God is not a place to just say, well, I'll do it for God and make a mess of things and be sloppy or lazy with things. Do, do put your heart into it. I'm telling you, we got people around here. If they're going to vacuum the rug, they're going to do put their heart into it. Amen. If they're going to clean floors. They're going to put their heart into it. If they're going to cut grass. They're going to put their heart into it. Listen, whatever it might be. 
have that attitude. Like one of the sisters said, I get to do this. I get to do this for God. Amen. It might not just be uh, just uh, glamorous, but but God wants you to have a good testimony. Amen. It's you represent something bigger than you. And you might who knows, you might be doing something for God and and uh, there's an opportunity to 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 advance in that. Stephen was one of these that was chosen to be a helper and and it ended up he was well he was a martyr that doesn't sound real exciting but he started witnessing and preaching and reaching out and God used him in a great way wherefore look ye out among you seven men honest report now I'm not saying it has to be seven and not saying it has to be men but be a help be a fellow helper that we can work together and see the word of God grow full of Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we appoint over, whom we may appoint over this business, and we'll give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. See, see what's happening here. They're choosing out somebody to help solve a problem, amen, and that they can be trusted in that, so that will give the ministry more time to pray, more time to study the word, more time to do what they are called to do. That's where we can be fellow helpers together under the truth, where we can say, how, where can I be a pillar that supports and builds up? Amen. Where can I be a strength that works together with the gifts? Not, not, I don't, um, I don't want to, I want to take a burden off the ministry. I want to help in a way that, that I can, I can be counted on together to see the word of God grow. We'll give ourselves continually to, work, to prayer and to the ministry of the word, to saying, please, the whole multitude. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Ghost, Philip, Procurus, and Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom when they sat before the apostles, when they prayed, they laid their hands on them. I think there's something there that we're going to close on this thought again. What you'll see throughout all this scripture and the scriptures that we've talked about, it's not about setting somebody up to have preeminence. I think even in these people who are going to help deliver meals, there was this witness that when the hands were laid on them, that... This is, this is the body. This is the church. We're all in this together. Amen. We're not just out here doing our own thing separate and, and building our own little thing and, and, and somehow in competition with any. No, no, no. Praise God. They're sent forth. They're, they're anointed and, and, uh, and, and in, in unity. And, and there was a, a witness of that, that when they showed up, it wasn't just somebody trying to do something under the radar, but they said, you know, no, we publicly had hands laid on us and, and, and we're, we're one with them. We're all in this together. We're working together. We're fellow helpers. Amen. There, there should be no competition. There should be no, no feelings of insecurity, whether I'm doing this for that. I'm going to get, uh, uh, you know, credit for this or somehow God's going to reward you. But are you helping the the kingdom of God? That's the main point. Let's bow our heads in prayer. To be a fellow helper. To look and see that there's needs and help with those needs. It's been probably one of the most hurtful things in my life and my ministry 
to see that there's people that recognize problems and shortcomings and situations and they don't realize, hey, I've been praying about that. God, I, I need help in that area. There's, there's areas that whether it's taking care of things or outreach or working with young people or on and on and on we can go. It's easy to point a finger and say, I, I know what should be done, but thank God for people that will help. People that will step up and say, I'll help make sure that this gets done. All working together, seeing that unified effort for the kingdom of God. Let's find a place to pray. Let's talk to the Lord God. I want to do better. Lord, I want to do better. I want to be a helper. We can't do everything, but we can do our part. and told you about a man named Epaphroditus. Paul called him a companion in labor, a fellow soldier. The Bible says that he had worked so hard for the kingdom of God, he was so sick that he was nigh unto death. Paul said God had mercy on him, but not only on him, but on Paul as well, because he healed him because he needed him for a help. But he told them in the church of Philippi, it was because of the work of Christ he was nigh unto death, not regarding his own life, to supply your lack of service toward me. I've seen it so many times. People in church work so hard. They get spread so thin. They've got such a burden to do the work of God. 
Sometimes we can sit back and say, they're not doing such a good job. I think they could do a lot better. But you know, the truth is they probably could use help. And they're probably doing some things that maybe somebody else should have been doing and could have done better. But I'm thankful, thankful for those that are like Epaphroditus to say, you know what? I might not be God's first pick for this, but I want to, I, if you need the help, I'm available. It's easy to point a finger and say something's not being done as good as it could be, but a lot of times in my life, in my ministry, I've seen the ones that could do it the best set back and not do it. So somebody else has to step up that's already working hard in other areas. But if we would all do our part, if we would all do what we can do, if we would all just seek to be fellow helpers, Epaphroditus wouldn't have been sick, nigh unto death, for the lack of service that others had. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Help me, Lord, to do more for you than ever before. Help me to see my place. And, Lord, that others could, Lord, fulfill their place in your kingdom. And that we would all be just fellow helpers together in you. Let's all stand. God, we love you so much. I praise you for, Lord, men and women and even young people, Lord, that are such a blessing and a help. Lord, I pray that you would just give each one of us more and more of that understanding of, Lord, working together, being on this team, God, and helping one another in any way we can. Now, Lord, I pray you bless your people. Lord, shine your light through us throughout this week. God, give us, Lord, just opportunities to be a blessing. And, Lord, keep us safe. And in good health. We love you so much. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm praying for you, church. Thank you for your prayers.